Welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast, a podcast all about inspiring and encouraging dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, parenting, and faith on the fly. Coming up on this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast, we take some time to talk about some of the mistakes that we made early on as anglers and also some of the mistakes we made early on as fathers. And then we also look at the mistakes that we continue to make as both of those things because we think we learn most from our mistakes when we take some time to reflect and learn from those mistakes. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Dads on the Fly. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Pigeon River Outfitters. Pigeon River Outfitters, the place for your family adventure on the Pigeon River right here in beautiful western North Carolina. Make sure and check them out and take a tube float or a you can f- take a fishing float, take a uh, raft, whatever you and your family would like to take down the beautiful Pigeon River. So make sure to check Charles and his gang out at PigeonRiverOutfittersNC.com for a wonderful day with your family right here on the Pigeon River. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 53 of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I am Joshua with my brother Caleb tonight. And Caleb, we are, for the first time, recording in studio. I mean, I wouldn't call it a studio. Yeah, I guess you can. It, we're going to call it a studio, although, folks, if you've ever been to a recording studio and you wanted a visual, this is not it. <laughs> this ain't it. I love but, it. But uh, we cool. are looking at my fly tying area. We got some trout flies in North Carolina poster on the wall. I got to say, it definitely, I love my wife. I love my dining room, but it definitely feels a lot fishier down here than my dining room table where we used to record. Yeah, you just wait. We're going to have some, we're still waiting on some trout art on this wall right here. And uh, who knows what else we're, maybe we should, maybe we should get pictures of all our guests and make like a wall, a wall of fame. A collage. A collage wall of fame with the dads on the (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, I'm sure that would be. We could just send them pictures. (laughs) Can you imagine asking some of the gods we've had on like for headshots? We need a headshot for our, uh, for our wall uh, when you walk into the studio. That would be great. Like those recording artists, like the. When you go platinum go as a guy, yeah, we'll, we, uh, we'll, we got you your start on Dads on the Fly. <laughs> uh, whatever. Okay, so tonight we have decided this afternoon to go on an episode that I've been thinking about for some time, and we're just going to go right out there with the topic of it. And folks, tonight's episode is the mistakes episode. The mistakes episode. So we're going to take a look at some fishing mistakes, some. Well, I mean, let's just be real. We all make mistakes, right? Well, yeah. So, so we're going to go into mistakes, like wh- what, which mistakes you make on the water, which mistakes you make maybe as a dad, and, and we're going to break this down into early, current, and recurring. Okay. So, so we're going to start with early. Are you ready? All right, let's go. So, early mistakes. So, mistakes you made early in your fly fishing. Adventures, yeah. yes. Okay, so my earliest mistake, I think, was that I didn't pick up fly fishing soon enough. <laughs> okay, I like it. So there's my mistake. I lived in prime fly, fush, fly fishing country and was not fishing enough. So that would be my advice to anyone to try fishing. Make sure you're at least giving it a shot. Wow, just think of the possibilities if I would have been fishing when I was in college with all that extra time instead of the other things I was doing in college, which was like refereeing and playing intramural sports, which is nothing wrong with that. But Dating your fiance. I mean, well, I mean, that was really important. But by the time <laughs> we were in college together at Boone, I mean, you know, that kind of 
early dating phase had kind of moved on to. Yeah, <laughs> we just kind of hang out. You know what I mean? How oh, it is. no, I understand, yeah. So, yeah, we just, that was my first fly fishing mistake was. Not going enough. Not going, well, not fishing at all. That's a good one. All right, go ahead. All right, my, my first early fishing mistake would probably have to be not asking enough questions at the beginning. So we went over this, I think, a couple episodes ago. Um, searching for advice, people who can help you out. Yeah, for sure. I uh, think I tried to do too much on my own instead of asking. And I think I could have gotten more success sooner if I would have been willing to ask a lot of questions and not be so intimidated by a lot of guides and things like that. I like it. I think another early mistake might have been that I didn't go fishing with a guide. That's a good point. I have been fishing with guides since that point, and I will say hearing and listening to a guide read water is, I would just tell anybody, if you can afford it, go with someone who is a guide or has been doing it for a little while before you just jump into it yourself. So another early mistake. Find somebody who knows what they're doing. Like you were saying, in, in, in my case, I was thinking like maybe even a professional who's doing this all the time. No, that's good. What else you got? Recur- sorry, early, 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 early fly mistakes. fishing mistakes. So early fly fishing mistakes. I feel like I have so many early fly fishing mistakes. Um, gear. Let's just talk about gear for a minute. Okay. So I bought a pair of wading boots that were not a fly fishing name known in fly fishing. Let's just say I bought these wading boots from a box store. We won't call what box store it was. <laughs> and they did fine for like six months. But when you really start fishing, you got to have some more durable gear. Yeah, I agree. So sometimes it's what I would just say is it's worth it to to spend a little money. Yeah, I'm kind of learning that real recently because I think one of my early mistakes was waders for me. Uh, sometimes I went, well, I did. I mean, I just went the cheapest route, which they they lasted for I think I might could get a season, maybe two out of them. But now the ones I've had, they've lasted me three seasons already, and I'm excited for them, and I think they're going to be in for the long haul. Yeah, so early early mistakes of gear. Um, and so while we're just going to keep this theme going here, early, current, and reoccurring. So I feel like this, this stage of, of the uh, question may go a little more in-depth than the fly fishing. Do we have time to dis- to discuss all of your early dad mistakes? <laughs> okay. So we're going to jump right into dad. No, we're just going to go back and forth. Well, I feel like we could just stay on early for forever. Uh, because, man, so many. It's so funny because when you have two kids, I think you learn some of the early mistakes that you made from your first kid. And then your second kid, you don't do things the same way or at least we we didn't i don't know if you guys did or not with your two but you know with our first kid we were i always think it's funny the stuff that's out there that people try to tell you how to parent that don't have kids because it's like you know we're never going to let our kid watch a screen with no sugar no all that and we were pretty strict about some of that stuff with our firstborn and then by the time our second boy came around we were like oh that stuff doesn't really matter (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I ever told I, – I, I can just say I felt pretty confident in this, that nobody ever told me what I was going to do. We just kind of – that doesn't mean I didn't make any mistakes, but I was pretty adamant that I was not going to read a book, believe it or not. Who would have thought that, right? Who would have thought that? You that never I read, a, read book. a book. 
I was like, we're just going to figure this this out. But one of the early mistakes that coincides with uh, with fly fishing is too much gear. <laughs> That's a, okay. Great point. I love this. Yes. Okay. And that, th- that goes back. Like, I'm, we I'm had ready. so Here, much stuff for our first yeah. kid and then second kid. We had body yeah. of it. Here we go. So, for example, first kid, you had a different kind of swing, you know, for like, we had the bounce bounce and then the swing swing and the packing whatever. You know what I mean? When all we really realized was, hey, this kid does really good. Like Foster loves this. Yeah. And we could get rid of those other stuff. So I take it back to fly fishing, right? I had the sling pack and the waist pack and the chest pack and this pack and that pack. And eventually one of those just, this is the pack I need. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I mean, totally. It's like a perfect you, you comparison. Gotta, you got to figure it all out, I guess, and test and figure out what works best for you. Same thing with our kids. We had so much stuff for early on, and it was all the stuff that we never used. Like, we registered for stuff for baby showers and everything, and people got us these items, and then we never used them. Yeah, and but wouldn't it be cool, like, you said something that would be really cool. Like, you know how though they have, a, and we're definitely on the fly today, guys, so if you if you hear a child or two in the background, we are dad's on the fly, recording and parenting at the same time. We're, we're multitasking. We're making it happen. So if you, if you hear a kid, that's what it is. Um, we're not ignoring them. We see them. We just uh, <laughs> yeah, they're just they're, they're living they're just their best living life, their with, best their life and, with the cousins that we're sitting here in the studio recording. So yeah, what if you had a like you know when you're a parent, new parent, you have a shower, right? What if you were like, you know where <laughs> I'm going with this? I'm a new fly fisher. Let's have you a shower. Man, and you could register. We could, we could market this. What if you we could, could register? We how much fun would it be? We will MC your intro to fly fishing shower. Like yes. we'll just come and hang out. We'll even tell you which fly shops to <laughs> register with and like where to go. <laughs> that would just be too cool. So, um, yes, I totally am on board. This thing, but I think with we'll totally make it happen. I'm totally on board with early, too much stuff and too much gear for fly fishing. Because I think when you're beginning, you should, when you're a beginning father, beginning father, you should stick with what you know works and what is good. So this. But, but the problem is when you're new, you don't know. Like, you don't know what works. Like, when we get into fly fishing at the very beginning, we didn't we didn't know what gear was good. Like, you know, we should have asked more questions to figure that out. So as a dad, yeah. I still can't believe when we left the hospital with our first kid that they let us take him home. Like, we, had, we didn't know what we were doing. It we is very interesting that you don't have to, like, pass a course or something. Like, Yeah, you would think, even, like, they, you know, they make the show. The, when we had ours now, they make us watch all these videos about, you know. Oh, they do that. sure you don't, that, you know. That's everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean. They make you watch them. They're real high quality. Oh, yeah, they're super awful films about, you know, what not to do with your kids. But that was it. <laughs> we had to sign a paper saying, yeah, we watched that video. Okay, you can take your kid home now. But, you know, not not knowing what we were doing, I think it is hard when it comes to the gear. Like, what do we need? What do we don't need? I had it said to me when we brought our kid home, our, when we brought our oldest home from the hospital, you know, they need a place to sleep. They need something to wear. They need something to eat. Other than that. You can handle it. You can handle it. And Go for it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a probably billion-dollar industry selling all kinds of cool little gadgets and stuff like that for for kids and some of those are neat you know some of that stuff's good but it's just just gotta figure it out the little gadget rod holder that we talked about in our most recent episode yeah it's a must have you gotta have it there may be 27 other gadgets on a fly shop that 
I have no interest in or no need in. And the same case is parenting. Like the little co- contraption that kept them on my stomach when I walked or on my back, that was a must. That was a must. But you yeah. had to figure out like which one fit which your one body worked. type. We, we had three of those. It's like a set of waiters, man. I mean, <laughs> we had to figure out what. I'll never forget for that with our kid. We had like the we had the crazy wrap. Did, you, did Laura ever have one of those? No, it I, was like a piece of fabric that was yeah, like half a mile did, long, but, and you wrapped it about twelve different ways to do it. Sally yeah. loved that for for the boys. I obviously didn't wrap it around myself because I looked like busted can of biscuits with that thing wrapped around me. Oh, twelve times around Sally would be like four around you. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but we had like the little baby Bjorn thing and the the thing on the pack. We had like three of those things. Yeah, but, it, and it worked that, well. But the thing for, was, we needed. We kind of did need all, of, or we we liked having all. It was those. great but, for fishing. That's the thing, too, and I think we relate the gear thing. We've been spending a lot of time on gear when talking about mistakes. There's there's stuff you need, and then there's just stuff that makes things easier. Yeah. You know, like we talked point. about this in one of our early episodes about, like, the gear you needed to get into fly fishing, and we mentioned a lot of those things. And some of those things are, like, a necessity. And then you find other things that just really work well for you. And so you, you, you grab onto those things and keep going back you know they kind of they're kind they feel like a necessity now even though they're probably not i love it okay i think we've spent enough time on gear yeah for sure let's let's keep let's going. go to current fly fishing mistakes and i don't know if i did a good job typing this making it different than reoccurring mistakes so i feel like these might overlap a little bit but my current most probably fly fishing mistake and i, I just have to be it's not a mistake it's more of I don't practice casting like I probably mm. should. No, that makes sense. I, I mean, I'm not bad at it. Yeah, I mean, you've got the basic. But, but I feel like when down. we go, when I feel like when we go red fishing, <laughs> I'm gonna find out it's I'm bad be at new, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think the thing I wish when it comes to casting that we practiced a little bit more was. Now that I've got multiple rods, so I've got two-weight, three-weight, five-weight, six-weight, all of those are different actions, all of those with different types of line on them. I think I wish I had practiced more with the different types and really could dial it in a little better with each type of rod because each rod casts differently, each line casts differently. So there's some things I, I wish I could get better at that and that I think is a mistake. Again, like you, not not casting enough, I think is... I, I don't know if it's more of a mistake as it's just maybe not being as in-depth as I should be yeah. to be an... I'm, I'm never going to be a pro or even advance because sometimes I don't understand the difference enough between the different lines. I mean, I know sink line and float line and stuff like that, but they all the different kind of... I don't know the ins and outs. You can get so technical with it in the same way, um, and that that sometimes makes you a a better caster. I think another current mistake that that I've made is, and we've talked about this, is being in a hurry. Yeah, just being in a hurry and missing fish or missing spots or spooking fish, not paying attention to where you're going. Yeah, I think. One of the things I want to get better at when it comes to that, as far as getting in a hurry, and and that is a current mistake for me too, is is really like getting in the water. Like sometimes I'm so focused on the next, like just getting in. Like I feel like I miss fish right there along the bank a lot of times. I mean, yeah. we we went this past weekend, had a great fish together, one of the best fish I caught, 
was in a run right along the bank that normally I wouldn't have even cast it into, but you were tied, you were stuck tying knots behind me back there, and yeah, we're so I was to, going slow. So, so let's just talk about a last week current mistake. Okay, being in a hurry. I think I had a work day, so I'd been at school. I told my kids we were going to go try a new area, like a it's kind of a still water. Oh, you're going to take them fishing? Fishing, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have got to put this on my to-do list down here in the studio, which is to make a checklist <laughs> and actually be like really on board with like I'm talking about a maybe laminated checklist with dry erase markers that you actually check off to make sure you have everything because we only rode about maybe 10 minutes from the house but obviously you got the kids you gotta check that first <laughs> yeah uh two rods a net okay some water some snacks everybody's clothing that was appropriate and we take off when we get to this area, we find the legend, Mr. Ray Sugg, happens <laughs> to be fishing there. Yeah. So not only do I make this mistake and feel like a dingbat. You do it in front, in front of, of a legend. legend. Yes. <laughs> so I get out of the car, four-piece rod, click, 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 put it together, and Foster, I say, did we get the reels? <laughs> He forgot the reels. So the real case <laughs> was at the house in my new area where I keep all my gear. Yeah. So that being in a hurry and not having my checklist. Yep. Cost me 25 minutes because I had to come back, get the reels, and then go back. Worked out because you got to take take Ray That's on the flat. Yeah, I needed to so get him a shirt. But still. Uh, yeah, no. Luckily, he was so kind and said, been there before. <laughs> and then just went and fished. Yeah. For, you know. I mean, we've made that mistake. I think we told the story about this one time as well when we made the mistake of forgetting the anchor when we took our boat to the river from one of the first times we took it and we forgot the anchor at the house so yeah i think just slowing down uh not getting in a hurry is is a mistake you know or getting in a hurry is a mistake that that we often make and i think probably a lot of the reason we get in such a big hurry is because our fishing time is limited and so we're we just want to spend every minute we can get out on the water and so that's definitely a occurring mistake. Well, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break, and after this break, we're going to come back, talk about some of the mistakes maybe that we're making as dads right now and things that we're learning, talk a little bit more about some recent fly fishing adventures, and then, as always, we want to give you an update from behind the vice. So we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Dads on the Fly podcast is brought to you by Sly Fishing Outfitters. Sly Fishing Outfitters is a Massachusetts-based fly fishing company on a mission to protect you and your gear from the elements. They have full-length fly fishing rod socks and gear. Make sure and check them out at slyfishingoutfitters.com. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 53 of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb with my brother Joshua, and we've been spending the first half of this episode talking about some of the mistakes that we make in fly fishing, and we can't talk about mistakes in fly fishing without talking about 
Flat Tying, some of our most recent adventures. And as always, this segment of our podcast is brought to you by Anadromous Fly Company. You can make sure to check them out at aflyco.com for some amazing fly tying tools and scissors. That's Anadromous Fly Company, your sharpest decision in fly tying tools and scissors. So Joshua, you're still, we'll still call you a noob in the fly tying world. So what are some of the early mistakes you feel like you've been making when it comes to fly tying? My current mistake on the fly tying behind the fly tying desk and vice is just making that consistent dubbing body. Is that how you say that? Yeah, getting your noodle. Now the noodle on the, on the I feel like I'm doing better with the noodle on the the, the thread, right? Okay. Then I start wrapping it. It's not like a clear, it kind of gets a little bumpy in spots. Does that make sense? Yeah, so a lot of that, though, has to do with, like, your noodle being. So I am missing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, this this could get bad. (laughs) But, but yeah, getting that right and getting the taper right on that. The taper. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Because you want, you know, usually with most of your flies, you want it more thin towards the tail and build a little bigger body as you kind of get towards the thorax so. see that's not something i really understood until you just said that so maybe that was what i was missing yeah i was putting too much at the tail and yeah you're probably putting it on real thick right at the start when you start it and then there's the problem as you go so just, just like flip that. that around and you'll you'll get there pretty quick okay the other current mistake that i have made is placement when we say mud, not muddy is the wrong word, but like the eye of the hook, uh-huh. the balance between keeping that thread material out of the eye, but also wanting it to still and so crowding the eye. That's the word. Yeah, I was like getting I said too cloudy, much, but yeah, crowdy. Yeah, crowding the eye, getting yeah. too much thread up around the eye, or material or hair, stuff. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think that's something. You know, I've been tying a lot longer than you, and it's something I still struggle with. Just that good thread control. I think for me, an early mistake and still a mistake I make today if I'm not careful is when you're tying when you're tying flies. One of the things I know for me is when you're doing that, you don't want stuff to come off. So you know you're tying in like some elk hair, you're tying in a tail. Something that I've learned recently is you don't need as much thread as you think to do that. You don't need as many thread wraps. You could probably tie in some elk hair with two at the tops, three thread wraps. But for me, it just doesn't feel secure enough when I'm tying it on there. And so I'm always wanting to add a few more to really lock it in. I love it. But the problem is when you do that, you, you, you mess up your thread control. Thread. You get too much thread. That's what I do. It, it weighs your fly down. All this stuff happens. And so I am trying to learn. And, and that's one of the mistakes I think I still make today, how to do better at that. So with that being said, you, you tied up anything fun lately? No, nothing necessarily new. So we're just sticking to, I kind of took that advice from, I don't remember which one of our guests said it now, but try to tie the same fly 25, 30 times until you feel like you're getting better at it. And I keep watching different videos on how to tie it. Um, like, for example, one elk hair caddis video I watched used lead, like the little gold wire. And then one didn't, mm-hmm. and they tied it kind of a different way, and so I experimented with different ways to do it. And That's good. 
I, I feel like I've gotten better with the hackle. Um, I did use some hackle pliers you'd given me to, to wrap my hackle and actually worked a little better than my Sweet. fingers. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, I think it's going to be a fun winter. I haven't experienced a winter fly tying yet, really, with especially not with this space down here. So I'm looking forward to the winter, and that's my update from Behind the Fly Tying Vice, brought to you by... Anadromous Fly Company. Make sure you check them out at aflyco.com, Anadromous Fly Company, and your sharpest decision in fly tying tools. And don't forget to use our code, DADS20, at checkout, guys. 20% off. It's the best deal you can find out there on a discount on Herb's Tools at aflyco.com. So, yeah, Caleb, we're back awesome. for the second half of this episode, and I've pretty much kind of mentioned most of my mistakes that that i really feel like are the ones that really kind of get in my way but one that i haven't touched on that is a current reoccurring constant mistake in parenting as a father and fly fishing and as the preacher on the show you're going to hopefully be able to pull the scripture here in a minute but that is the you put me on the spot. You're, yeah, well, Google it. They don't know we're on our phone. <laughs> um, but that is the, the famous "be slow to anger." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think if you're listening to this show, and you're a dad, you're a fly fisherman, or one or the other. Mm-hmm. At some point in your journey of either, unfortunately, I'm very guilty. Of being quick to anger. Yeah, I mean, I think as a dad, we all struggle with that in a lot of ways, and that's one of the mistakes that I continue to make as well. Is uh, yeah, and I think it's just because we we expect a lot out of our kids, and we talked a lot about expectations on this podcast. But I think as dads, we think about the ways that our kids reflect on us. And we got to remember, you know, they're just, they're kids. They're not perfect. They're not going to get it all right. My job is to not to have some perfect kid that gets it all right. My job is to try to help train them up in a way to help them be successful as they get older. And with all that being said, I, I struggle with that too. I struggle with getting angry too quickly. And I think it's because I'm scared of how it reflects on me. Yeah, I just know I'm often more patient teaching school with other people's children than i am with my own yeah i'm the same and, way and i, you know, I not fall with school but guilty you know, of church that. and everything and uh that is a mistake and i'm also on the water same way oh, yeah. i oh yeah can that third cast into that rhododendron you know the sometimes i'm glad my kid's not with me when, yeah. when i do that yeah uh and when he is with me fishing with me i tend to be a little nicer about doing that <laughs> uh, to myself and don't yell at myself out on the water. You know, yeah. as a former, you know, competitive, as a coach and a competitive person, mm -hmm. you, you get onto yourself sometimes pretty hard. So, uh, yeah, just being slow to anger on the water. And I think that goes into what we've talked about a lot on this podcast, which is patience and pre being present and patient. Yeah. And, the, and those two P's kind of go together. Well, crazy enough, you mentioned, you know, you said, maybe I could pull the scripture out of here. The, the scripture for that actually does come from one of my favorite books of the Bible. It's the, the book of James, chapter 1, and it's verse 19 and 20. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And there when you I go. think about that scripture, 
I mean, that scripture says don't get angry, but it kind of also gives you the uh, prescription for how not to get angry. And it says be quick to listen and slow to speak. And I think that's important with my kids, and that's a mistake I continue to make. No, but that's cool. That's, that's a good point. We'll stop on. right there. How many of us listen to our kids? Exactly. Because we just know this is what you should do. We go straight to like punishment or straight to like uh, correction instead of there's probably a reason they made that mistake. Why don't we mm-hmm. listen? And, and I think you have to coach that out of your kids because if you if you are constantly correcting them, then they become they don't talk anymore. They just take their correction and move on. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Rather than if you slow down and let them tell you why they did the thing they did, you actually get to the root of the problem. So to be a listener, wow, that's huge. Uh, awesome point there. I also want to throw in a side note that made me think of that about your favorite book of the Bible, which I feel like I should have known what that is before this discussion since we've been brothers for so long. But did that have anything to do with your son's name? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering. I just yeah. wanted to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorites. Caleb, does, ha- like Caleb does have a son named James, so yeah. let's throw that out there. But what a great point to listen. So we're always going to tie this back in. Well, can you listen to the water? I think you can, man. Like, like, listen to the. Oh, let's just get real at the real here. Yeah. It, about, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah just gonna listen well, but you got to listen to but, that. Before, before we dive into that, though, I, I think you're just hitting on the fact, you know, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I think part of the problem, and, and maybe you hit on this and I'm just reiterating it, is that I don't really. My youngest son, especially, he's three right now. We're trying to coach him out of a lot of stuff. He's about to turn four. You know, there's that that age, but there's a lot of times I don't really listen to him because he's three. He's hard to listen to. Yeah, you better believe it. But I think it's so important because, like you were just saying, if we don't show them that we want to listen to them when they're three, by the time they're six, they're going to quit talking to us. Talking. They're going to quit trying by the to time they're, they're 13. Gonna, yeah, well, because they're, and they're just going to be, you know, all about, okay, let's just, they're just going to be trying to avoid everything instead of. They avoid the conversation exactly. because they know it's a difficult conversation. Exactly. Whereas we should really be better having difficult conversations with our children. 100%. And the reason we don't do that is because we're so quick to want to just correct. And and so that leads to anger. That leads to us speaking before we should. You know, when my kids make mistakes or when my kids act out, my Which, immediate reaction is fix it. Let's get it fixed. Let's Let's correct that behavior right now because I feel like if I don't, it won't have the same effect. And, and there's probably some psychology to be behind honest, it too. But. It's also easier. Like oh, it's easier yeah, to just so correct much. and not yeah. have to have a conversation that leads to, and, and I will say that not only in parenting, but also this is not, we have definitely not made this ever a marriage podcast, which we're not going to do. <laughs> we're going to stay with our, Both of our marriages are let's, awesome, but we're going to stay with the dad stuff. With the dad stuff. But in the same way, like, you avoid conversations with coworkers, spouse, whatever. Yeah. Because it's difficult. And yeah. if you model that yep. with your wife. Yep. If you model that with your spouse of avoiding difficult conversations, and if the older your kids get, they see you avoid those, then they just think that that's, that's the way it should do. be done. And that's not a good thing to do. So I think that's a reoccurring mistake I make that I need to do better at as a dad to be more present in conversation with my children. That is yep. my goal from this episode. There you go. And, and practice really what listening means, which is, I know for me, one of the mistakes I've made, I've had to learn this recently in, in just life in general, not just as a parent, but in, in the workplace, as a pastor, and a lot of the things that I do, quit listening to respond, actually listen to the person. So a lot of times when I'm listening to my kids, when I'm listening to my wife, when I'm listening to people at work, 
when they're talking, I'm listening and thinking, okay, what am I going to say next? Rather than Instead just listening to what they have to say. listening to what they have to they say. They have really good stuff. They have great stuff. And when your kid, you know, they don't necessarily need you to fix it all the time. Sometimes they just need you to listen. You don't have to listen to respond. Sometimes you just got to actively participate in listening to what's going on. And a lot of times you get further that way. All right. So I think we hit on probably my my biggest reoccurring mistake, maybe my biggest current mistake that I know I'm going to work on. So this has helped me today. Uh, I'll talk about that, and, and maybe I'll, I'll listen to this and remind myself sometimes about just what you just said. So we don't want to – do you have anything else, other mistakes that you wanted to hit on? Did I miss any? Oh, man. I mean, just, I know there's a lot. We yeah, could, I mean, we could – We'll do we mistakes do, part two no, later on, say, folks. We'll, this is yeah, just the we'll, first one. <laughs> it's going to be a reoccurring annual conversation <laughs> yeah. that we have. The hey, annual, how are the you annual mistakes episode. This month, this year? Yeah. So um, I think for me the, the biggest mistake – I continue to make with my kids is uh, sorry. It's a long silence. Uh, I need a drum roll there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just haven't. I should have taken a lot longer to think about this. And but I think I think for me it's just that uh, try trying to fix things for them. Okay, like so, I mean, we kind of hit on this just a minute ago, but trying to, you know, not not letting them struggle as much as I should. Okay, now this is going to go down. Uh, we let's just we don't well, have I mean, a long we time. Got time. Here, but, We're okay. good. We're good. We got plenty of time. This is our podcast. We control just, how long we want. Just, just <laughs> so, not letting them struggle. That's something. So when Reed was born, we we've hit Reed's story a little bit. But we need not, to have a read episode. We should probably talk more about him and some of the stuff. So when Reed was born, Reed was born with, you know, this strange syndrome we'd never heard of before. He had to have a couple of surgeries right on early on. We had to have therapy a lot early on. And so with that, we didn't know how things were gonna go. Was he gonna be able to walk? Was he gonna be able to was he gonna be able to do these things? And so I felt like early on, because of that, we didn't let him struggle enough. Like we didn't let him struggle. But I don't climbing, think it climbing the ladder I to get up be, on the swing set. But we I wouldn't be too struggle. hard on yourself just yeah, because and, he and had I that. A lot of families, regardless of the fact that he had to have some some major surgeries, yeah. they still do that with their kids. Yeah, no, like exactly. they don't want them to struggle. Exactly. They do everything. There was somebody said one time with Foster, who's our first child, that it took him so long to walk because nobody ever put him down. <laughs> yeah, you just like, carry him around everywhere. You do everything for him because yeah. it's because it's easier, especially when they're really really yeah, young. Yeah, you know when they're one and two and three years old. We just want to make them stop crying. Yeah. So and we, those second children, which we've referred to in this <laughs> podcast, are always going to be the ones that cry more. Anyway, go ahead. So, but we 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 just try to. I, I think one of the mistakes we make, and I still have to watch it now, is not letting them struggle enough. Because in order for them to learn how to do hard things and things that are going to be tough for them in life, we're setting that example now of you. You gotta, you gotta struggle. You gotta work hard for for things that are important, for things that really matter. And so, I think that's the thing that that a current mistake that I'm making that I want to get better at is giving them an opportunity to. to, to, to this sounds awful. I want my kids to suffer. No, <laughs> I want them to just struggle through and know. I want them to really understand how it feels to try and work really, really hard at something and then accomplish it, and really. You don't want them to fail, that. but it's okay if they do fail. Yes. And you also don't want to take away the opportunity to learn 
from the struggle. Yeah. Like embrace the struggle in some ways. And I think that that is also important. That's a lot of screaming. Um, we're all good. We got visuals. Yeah, we're of good the children out there right now. We uh, we do that See, because I'm struggle there out there. <laughs> yeah, we, we do that because I don't think we want to see our kids see us fail. Yeah, or struggle with anything. That's good. Like, how many times have you ever failed yeah, at something as point. a parent mm-hmm. and actually admitted to your kid, "Hey, I did this wrong." That's hard for us sometimes to admit where we messed up, and we have to do that with our kids because we live in a world. I think I say this all the time as I teach school where everybody is trying to show you their perfect world, like the social yeah. media world. Yeah. Everybody's trying to show you their perfect side, and they don't see the things where you mess up. So I totally agree with what you said. I don't think it's just your situation with your firstborn. I think it's all everybody with their firstborn. You want to do so much for them, and you take them. And um, I'm just going to say this. I don't want to – What I almost went into one of my dad tips for the new dad tip episodes we're doing, so I don't want to bring that out okay. in this episode. Okay. But uh, – I do want to invite everybody. I want to plug those here in a minute. But what a great point. Let your kids struggle. Don't maybe do too much for them yeah. to cater to them. That's good, man. That's a great last one. I think we did two. I think our second half of this episode was much better. We got uh, the probably. It's been so. a while since we've done know. it, just the two of us here. Yeah, it's been good. So before we kind of wrap this episode up, we want to just give a, a quick fishing report for for us here in Western North Carolina. Because we, uh, we got into some native trout this past weekend, and you, you actually got into them twice. You got to go twice. and So let's start let's start with that and how awesome hey, those things are. I, that- so one of the things we've talked about on this podcast that I've really tried to embrace recently is the short trip. We did it. we And we've been doing a lot better at it. I took my wife about 45 minutes up the road. We fished for two hours right beside the road. We had a blast. She caught her first ever fish on a dry fly. First wild fish on a dry fly. So that was pretty impressive. She caught this beautiful little wild wild brown. Fantastic. In the same way, I embraced a short trip with my kids to a spot that people mostly spin fish. That it's just crappy bluegill, smallmouth, all these random fish at the bottom of a lake. But they loved it. They had a blast. I am. Embr- I've. I've not done that. Just embrace these little waters. You took your kids a couple days like two on days it. after yeah. that because they were. We had some time, and I was like, let's just run down here. And Foster caught this huge bluegill yeah. on, a, on a five weight man. It was. It was just bent the rod like crazy. It was crazy. Um. So yeah, embracing that short trip. The weather's getting cooler in the evenings. So those are fun, and uh, now that school started back here for us, it's going to be some weekends for sure. Yeah, but then you and I went out to that same stretch that my wife and I went not too long ago. And, and we, uh, we left at Trout 30, baby, left, like yeah, our man Justin man. said. We were we were in the water at like 6.30 in the morning. Yes, sir. You had somewhere you had to be at like 10.30, so we fished from we fished like two and a half hours and had one of the best days. One perfect. of the native, best think, native brook trout days I think I've you ever caught had. your biggest oh, native I caught brook my trout. personal best native brook trout. Yeah. It was fantastic and if i'm going to be real let's be real you know we talked about some of the mistakes we made earlier in this episode and one of the mistakes i used to make was thinking i had to have like the perfect flies when i was fly tying not no more dude man these were some of the nastiest greeny weenies I've green ever inch tied. worms and they were tearing the fish up the so fish were, it was it yeah, was good don't overthink them so that's our fishing report the water temps are going to start going down as it gets into fall uh before we end this episode i, I really want to ask you guys to do us a favor those of you who are loyal listeners first of all we can't appreciate you so much this podcast has grown so much and what we thought it would ever do when we first started but we are we really felt called to do what we're about to do here for the month of september with these dad tip episodes 
These dad tip episodes are going to be six to eight minutes. We're going to try to keep them under eight minutes. And if you would just get the word out about these for us, they're going to drop. This drops on Monday, so this is coming Thursday. Yeah. This Thursday, you're going to see or hear the first dad tip episode. We have a month worth of them already in writing. And those are going to just be to try to inspire and encourage dads even more than our long episodes do. They're going to be very focused. So I just want to please put word of mouth. There's no better way to advertise those for us than a word of mouth. Yeah, and here's the thing about these Dad Tips episodes that I'm really excited about. We talked about, like, tips, challenges, what are we going to do with them? And I think that's the thing we want to make sure we understand or our audience to understand. This is not like us telling you as experts, hey, this is how you should go be a better dad. This is us saying, hey, here's some things we're trying. Here's some things we're learning. We challenge you to do the same thing, and we are going to just try. You know, we're dads on the fly. We're doing this all on the fly. We're trying to figure it out. We're building this community to learn how to be better anglers, to learn how to be better dads. And that's what we're going to continue to do with this. So we're pumped about it. Yeah, as we record them, they may turn into dad challenge episodes, not dad tip episodes, because we do want everybody to always remember that we we pride ourselves on being the average dad that just we're real about what we do and what we experience in the fishing world and in the fatherhood world. So, okay, this has been a fun episode, man. Thanks so much for uh, listening to us, guys. Word of mouth and a review or rating is the best way to get the word out about dads on the fly. We have some super sweet episodes for September. We are pumped. We have just a couple guests that are big time that we just are so excited to get to know and uh, spend some time with. There's going to be some great parenting tips coming up. So uh, thank you for what you do, folks. Uh, We love you, and thanks for listening to us. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for checking out this episode of Dads on the Fly. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly. Make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dads on the Fly. Shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you.